listening to the Embassy Church Podcast. And here is today's message. I had a dream last night. And uh, in the dream, there was a there was a woman and and she was she was taunting me she kept taunting me and and she, she kept speaking to me and and wanting me to do things i didn't want to do and i was afraid i was really afraid and so i didn't know what else to do so i just i'd say the name jesus jesus i would say it and not because I was full of faith, because I was afraid and I didn't know what else to say. And every time I would say Jesus, she would hiss at me. And so I kept saying it, I kept saying Jesus, and she would hiss again, and I felt, I felt lost. But all of a sudden, the dream turned around, and a man walked in the room, And I knew the man was my husband, was Jesus. And suddenly I knew everything was going to be okay. I was finally safe. And he started moving things out of the way. There was nails in the ground. I didn't know they were there that I could have stepped on. And he started to make, make the way safe for me. And in worship, I'm sitting here thinking as we're worshiping and recognizing. I was just saying his name, not because I wanted him to come, but because I was afraid, but he showed up anyway. And I felt that, I felt this in this room that just at the mention, just at the mention of his name, that, that he shows up at the mention of his name. That he shows up and makes everything safe. Where you can rest again. Where you're where you were feeling afraid. Where you didn't know the way is mentioned his name. It says every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow. So I don't know what, I don't know what you're dealing with this morning. I don't know what it is. I wasn't going to share the dream until, until I had this realization that he showed up. It's where you're sitting right now, whatever it is, whatever it is you're afraid of, whatever it is you have anxiety over, whatever it is. Just begin to just begin to whisper his name. Jesus. Jesus. I can't fight this on my own. I can't face this on my own. I can't do this on my own. Jesus. Jesus. And then just see him begin to enter that situation, that place. The place where you can rest. Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. And I just declare peace over hearts and minds. lives today and that rest enters in in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you're making paths straight in Jesus name thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. Well, you can be seated. 
you, praise and worship team. I need a moment. It's not good for the fake eyelashes to have tears on them, otherwise they fall out, so. I'm gonna bring a message of what I believe the Lord is saying to us um, for 2022. And kind of, not that, I, not that I know everything that is to come, but I did seek the Lord as to what, what would you speak to us? What would you have um, to say to us in this coming year to prepare our hearts? And so if you can, take out your phone and take notes. Uh, I think that these things are important that he's saying. So the first thing that was echoing in my heart was the words come up here. In Revelations 4 verse 1, it says, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And I felt like there was an invitation from the Spirit of God to come, to come up higher, to come see things from his perspective. That there would be a greater temptation this year or um, greater distraction this year to be consumed and concerned with the things that are going on here. And that, that we would become distracted and want to stay focused, that the noise, the, the media, all of the things would become louder. But I heard an invitation in the middle of it, like a still small voice saying, come up here. There are things that I want to show you. The next thing I heard was ask, knock, and seek. We talked about this at the Christmas service, but I wanted to touch on it again. In Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, Just ask, and it will be given to you. I love the way it says in the voice, Just ask, and it will be given to you. Seek after it, and you will find. Continue to knock. And the door will be opened to you. That there was a, an invitation to do this. To, to ask of God. That, to begin to seek after things once again. I know that we, there have been times where we've laid it down. Where we quit asking or we... We thought we just laid dreams down, all those things down. And I just felt like the Lord saying, ask. It's time to ask. Ask again. Seek after it. Look after it. You'll find it. Go after it. Knock. The door will be opened. That we're in a year of opening of doors. And I felt like in the middle of this, in the middle of of us asking and us searching and us knocking that there would be that in the middle of that invite to do it again there was also an invitation to lay your disappointments down the disappointments of previous years the disappointments of things that have happened to lay them down and I heard the Lord say this that this would be an act of worship that you hid those disappointments from him because you didn't want to disappoint him, that you were disappointed. You, you, you covered them up. You didn't want to talk about them. You didn't want to bring them up. You just, you just, it's okay, I'll move on. That's what good Christians do. We move on. And God says, I want you just to take that disappointment, acknowledge it, and lay it at my feet. And I heard him say, that would be an act of worship. That God, the hurt of it, the pain of it, I give it to you. And then begin to ask, begin to search, begin to knock. Begin to hope again. Begin to hope again. I heard this, there'd be an increased awareness of God's love. In Ephesians 3.17, it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. Actually, what happened with this is I was waking up just the other day. And uh, 
As I was waking up, that's what I heard. I heard the Lord say this verse to me. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that come from God. That this year going into it, there would be greater depths, that we, would, that we would come into a realization and an experiencing of greater depths of his love, higher heights of his love, wider widths of his love, that there would be this place where there would be a realization more and more and greater and greater of how much we are loved. That we would be stepping into an increased awareness of what it means to be an heir of God. Galatians 4, 7 says, Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. That we would come in, I I won't talk about it long today, but that we would come into a a realization of what it means to be an heir of God. In the Passion Translation, it says it like this. Now we're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can access everything our father has for we are heirs because of what God has done. Because we are his, we can access everything our Father has. That we would step into a boldness of the position as heirs. I heard the Lord say that unity will come under greater attack this year. I felt so much, I felt so much urgency on this. So much urgency. That this would be a fight that we would fight. And, and, I, and I felt the Lord say this, if there's any fight that you're going to engage in this year, this is the one you fight for unity. That the enemy would try to come and distract you to fight for other things. And he says, this, this is it. This is the one. This is the one that matters the most. Fight for unity. Colossians 2 verse 2 says, I'm, I'm working hard to, to comfort and encourage them so that they will be knit together. That many hearts would become one through his love. I do it so that they will be rich in understanding and have full knowledge of God's mystery, which is the anointed one himself. Let your roots grow down deeply in him and let him build you up on a firm foundation. Be strong in the faith, just as you were taught and always spill over with thankfulness. Make sure, church, listen to this. Make sure no predator makes you his prey through some misleading philosophy and empty deception based on traditions fabricated by mere mortals. These are sourced in the elementary principles originating in the world and not in the anointed one. So don't let their talks capture you. That there will be talks There will be things that will be said that will be maybe some things that are true. But they still originated from this world. And you belong to a different kingdom. And to be careful that that's not what captures you. But that you are captured by the anointed one and his anointing. Come up here. For there are things that I want to show you. 
Watch for the predator coming to bring division. Philippians, um, no, excuse me, Ephesians 4. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with, ev- with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Verse 3, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. Make every effort. This year, make every effort to be united in the spirit. Make every effort. Philippians 2 talks about having the attitude of Christ. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. I just felt like we have to choose humility. This year, choose humility. Doesn't matter about my own opinions. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm right. I could be right to my very core. I will lay it down and serve you because this is what matters most. This unity, this is what I'm fighting for. I'll have the same attitude as Christ. I I may be right, but it's not what matters. Choose unity, choose unity this year. I, I, I hope that you pick up the conviction that I feel it. You must fight for unity understand, recognize it. It will come under attack this year greater than what we've seen it before. Recognize it as soon as it comes. Wait a minute. God warned us. I'm going to fight in this moment. I'm going to fight for unity. A call to intensified prayer. More prayer this year. More prayer. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body, of arm, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on peace that comes from good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion and then it says this and I highlighted this stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers everywhere stay alert stay alert stay praying. And then it says, and be persistent in your prayers for other believers. This is, this is us. This is us standing together arm in arm. I'm not going to speak against you. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be persistent in my prayer. Be persistent in your prayers. And then this is a big one. Choose continued repentance Walk surrendered, live as children of the light, and do not harden your hearts. Choose 
continued repentance. Walk surrendered. Live as children of the light and do not harden your hearts. I'm going to break this up. Repentance. That this would be a year of repentance. Remember, repentance isn't, isn't just saying, I'm sorry, Lord. Repentance is actually, it's actually changing the way you do things. It's, it's a changing. That the Holy Spirit would come to us in different ways this year and he would speak of things. It's time for you to change that. It's time for that to be put away. I want you to leave this and I want you to move from this to this. It's a year of, of repentance. The Holy Spirit is getting us ready for what is to come. So get ready to put things away. In 2 Corinthians 12, 21, it says, Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, He's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Revelations 3.3 says, Go back to what you heard and believed at first and hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you do not wake up, I will come to you suddenly as as unexpected as a thief. A year of repentance. It's not a bad thing. It's because of the, it's because of the love of God. And I, I felt this, that the, the more repentance came into our life, the more that there was turning, that's where, the, that's where the revelation of the love of God would come in. That's where we would go deeper and where we would go wider. All of a sudden, we would be able to see even greater how much we are loved. And let me say this, repentance isn't because God's ashamed of you. He's not saying I want you to repent because I think you're gross. He's saying I want you to repent, I want you to turn from that because greater I have for you. The next one was walk surrendered. Ephesians 5, verse 1 says, Imitate God, therefore in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, pleasing aroma to God. In the Passion, it says it like this, And continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. Walk surrendered. Whatever whatever it is that you want from me, Jesus, I'll lay it down. Whatever it is, I just walk surrendered. You want me to talk to that person? I'll do it. Mic drop, but Adam dropped his phone. So phone drop, yes. Verse 3 of Ephesians 5 says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. You know what God said to me the other day? He said, generosity is really important to me. I thought thought that was a strange thing. Generosity is really important to me. I want you to increase your generosity. Such sins have no place among God's people. 
obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light of the Lord. So live as people of the light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So he said, walk in repentance, live surrendered, live as children of the light. And this verse says, to live as people of light. But darkness will increase this year. Shouldn't be shocked by it. The Bible says that great darkness would come, but darkness will increase this year. But you live as children of the light. That light is needed. Put away childish things, remove the hindrances, clear them out so that the light can shine through you. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Look at this. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Your mission is to live as children flooded with light. What is what I'm doing is what I'm doing, living as a child of light. That I would keep these things in mind. Is this, is this how a child of the light lives? He says, this is your mission. Make this your mission. Live as children flooded with light. Ephesians 3.17 says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. I did not mean to read this, but we will finish this verse. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Back to Ephesians 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine. I think that there's a lot of thoughtfulness that goes into this year. Am I, am I conducting my, my way? Am I living as a child of light? Am I surrendering in this moment? God, is there things you want me to turn away from? I am carefully determining what pleases the Lord. Does this please you? Not does this please me? Is this what, is this what I think God wants? Or I'm, I'm carefully determining is this what pleases the Lord? Maybe there are things that you used to do that were fine. But now we're going to go into 2022 and we're going to carefully determine, is this what pleases you? Because if it doesn't, I don't want to do it. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that un godly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Listen, it says that the light will expose the darkness.
That's why you must live as children of the light. You must carefully determine what it is that pleases the Lord because darkness will not expose darkness. Only the light can. And that's why it's so important that we are carefully determining how it is we should be living. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Then verse 15 says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Listen, I, I, I even recognize that there have been days gone by where it was kind of like, quesera, sarah, right? Just like, wake up, do a thing. Whatever happens, happens. And, and I, I don't feel like we're in those days anymore. I think that we need to, again, carefully determine what it is that the Lord wants me to do in this moment, in this hour, in this day, in this week? Am I, am I carefully determining it? And don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. That's that invite into prayer. That's that invite to come up here. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord Jesus. And the last one was, do not harden your hearts. Hebrews 3 verse 12 says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. And I felt like there is a warning in this. That the Holy Spirit will come and impress upon you areas where you need to repent, where you need to surrender. And if you don't, hardness of heart will enter in. And I just, I I heard the spirit of the Lord say, don't, don't harden your hearts. Not in this hour, not in this day, do not harden your hearts. Understand that the Lord, he is good. He is good and the plans that he has for you are good. So when he comes and when he comes to speak, obey, listen to him. Ephesians 4, 17 says, With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness and they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. 
which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all part of the same body. And, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Why? Because generosity is important to God. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Watch your words this year. Watch, watch what you're saying. The Bible says, God put a guard over my mouth. Holy Spirit, put a guard over my mouth so that when I go out today, when I, maybe, maybe you have a problem with gossiping. And Holy Spirit, as I leave the house today, as I go for coffee with my friends, put a guard over my mouth so that I don't say the things that I am not supposed to say, so that I don't violate or curse people. Holy Spirit, put a guard over my mouth. Maybe you have a problem with language, with foul language. Holy Spirit, put a guard over my mouth that I would say the things that I'm supposed to say, that I would encourage and that I would speak life. Talks about anger here. Really evaluate what is it? Is there, is there things, is there are things that I'm involved in that make me angry? Am I putting myself in situations that I shouldn't be because anger is stirring up on the inside of me? Holy Spirit, where is the place that I'm allowing anger? That the enemy's getting a foothold in. I'm putting those things to end. Listen, life with God is so simple. It really is. Ask. Ask. Ask of me. Are you dealing with an issue? Ask of me. Just keep asking. Just keep asking. Like the dream I had it. I don't even, I, you, I don't even know what to do anymore, God, but I'm just going to ask. And I'm just going to keep asking because I've tried everything. I've tried all of it. Help me. Help me. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Father God, show us the places in our lives where we are grieving the Spirit of God by the way we live. Holy Spirit, forgive us for thinking that our ways were higher. Forgive us for thinking that our ways were better or that we could somehow justify the way that we live. And by doing that, we've offended you. Holy Spirit, show us. Show us the places. And help us not to do it again. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness. Here it is, guys. Make, make this your mission this year. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, 
as well as all types of evil behavior. You notice these things are things that will come in between unity? Bitterness will put up walls, will keep people out. Rage will keep people out, make people afraid of you. Harsh words, slander, (laughs) evil behavior, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Galatians 5.19 says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. In our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. You know, I was reading that and I thought how interesting that many times we are desiring peace. We are desiring love. We're desiring goodness and faithfulness. Yet we live the opposite, looking for it in those things, looking for it in lustful pleasures, following after the lust of the flesh. When we're looking for peace, we go after it that way. And God says, no, no, that's not the way. Living a life of the Holy Spirit, that's the way. Not following the flesh, following the life of the Spirit. So I'm just gonna read that one more time, those one more time and then I'll move on. If I can find it. Choose continued repentance this year. Walk surrendered. Live as children of the light and do not Harden your hearts. And I heard this, don't give up. Don't give up. (laughs) Galatians 6 verse 7 says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from their sinful nature. But those who live To please the Spirit, we're going to do that. We're going to live lives to please the Spirit. We'll harvest everlasting lives from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Look at this, especially those in the family of faith. I'm going to fight for unity. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. Don't give up. We might hit some things. We might hit some bumps in the road this year, but I'm not going to give up. God is faithful. God is good. Don't give up. And I'm going to end with this. This is the verse that God gave me for the year, for all of us. And it's a good one. Ephesians 3.20. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, but then I'm going to read it in the Passion because it's good. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. He will achieve this year, 
2022 in your life, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. What did he say at the beginning? Ask. Seek. Knock. Come on. What's he going to do? He's going to answer you, but he's going to answer you with infinitely more than your greatest request. (laughs) Your most unbelievable dream. He's saying, hope again. And he's like, you got a dream? You think that dream's unbelievable? Oh, just wait. I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to do more than that. And he will exceed your wildest imagination. Oh, begin to dream. Begin to think. Begin to imagine how good it could be. He's like, I'm going to exceed that this year. Come on, this is something you need, to, you need to write this down and you need to say it over and over again. When it seems like there's darkness, remember, you are a child of light and I have a father, I have a God who is good, who is good beyond all measure and I can look at that and say, he will do infinitely more than I can ask or think. And that's what I'm walking into. This is our verse. This is our verse. I think of the one year, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, where uh, God gave us the verse, I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I remember coming out of that year being like, thank God you showed us so many miracles and so many good things. We're gonna look back at this year and say it was more, it's more than I could have asked or thought. I have, I have seen, my eyes have seen. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Just a moment here. Judah, can you pass me my phone, please? It's just in my purse. I just, I just want to go back to something real quick here. I, in, I don't even, I'm sorry, I don't have the verse. I can find it for you here. Um, I just have it on my phone. Um, but I just want, I just want, to remind you to dwell on the promises of God, dwell on the things that he has done for you in your life, little, big, whatever it is. When, when you feel like, like I said, there are gonna be some bumps in the road. There are gonna be some things that we come, I, I, I'm, that's not, not faith. <laughs> We're walking into some dark times with a promise that he says, hold on to this. Oh, I'm coming through. Hold on to this. But it is really important that you keep in your mind and you remember the goodness of God in your life, what he has done for you, what he's brought you through, big, little, small, whatever it is. He gave me this verse somewhere in the Bible. (laughs) Um, Wait, maybe I can find it on my... um, Let's see real quick here. Nope. Yep, there it is. Psalms 106. Uh, verse 13. Yet how quickly they forgot what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel. In the wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry wasteland. And I, how do I say this? I, That when you, when you start to go through hard times or, or, or when it seems dark, your flesh, your desires of your fleshly nature will want to run wild, will want to have its own way. And this is why it is so important in the words we brought today, that we are thoughtful in everything that we do. Is what I'm doing right now what the Lord would want me to do? Is what I'm doing right now pleasing 
the Lord? Is it living as a child of light? I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> um, that it is important that you recognize, like it says here, in the wilderness, their desires, their lustful desires ran rampant. That it'll be thoughtful in the times where, where it gets tough, I'll be thoughtful not to act out in anger, not to, not to even just give up. Just no, 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 no. I can be faithful in this. I have the Holy Spirit in me. He says, ask, okay, what do I need right now? Holy Spirit, I'm gonna need you to strengthen me to walk through this right now. Holy Spirit, my, my flesh is screaming at me. Holy Spirit, I need you. I, I, I need you to walk me through this. I need your strength. Or, or maybe I'm feeling really low. I feel really low. Holy Spirit, you are inside of me. And everything, all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, I need joy right now, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna need the joy of the Lord to be my strength to walk me through this right now. I'm not gonna give in to the lust of the flesh. I'm not gonna go back to old habits. Holy Spirit, I know that you were with me. So I'm gonna walk this out. And even if I can't, I'm gonna remember the things that the Lord has done. I may not be able to see anything around me right now, but I am going to remember that the Lord has been good. That there have been times where I've cried out to him and he showed up. In fact, look it, look how I got here. I'm here right now. That must have been the hand of the Lord. So I'm going to remember that. Remember what God has done done. This is going to be a good year and you are equipped for this year. You are here because God said you will be here this year, which means he has equipped you with everything that you need. And so you are going to hold on to the word of God. You are going to live a repentant life. We're going to live a surrendered. We're going to walk surrendered with every step. I'm surrendering it to the love of God, knowing that he has me, that the plans that he has for me are good. And I will not harden my heart when he speaks. Amen? Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.